You're listening to AskDaryl.com. You've got questions, we'll get you the answers. AskDaryl.com. Hello, you're listening to episode one of AskDaryl.com. I'm your host, Daryl Girardier, and this is a podcast where I do my best to answer your questions about social media, communications, and technology, all dealing with the church. What we do in this podcast is you ask me one question and I do my best to answer that question and hopefully give you the answer you need. So let's dive into episode one. Our question comes from Dave Shrine on Twitter. He's at Dave Shrine and his question is a good one. If my leadership thinks they have a communication strategy and they don't think we have problems, but I've been reading stuff on the internet that educated me that we do have a problem. How do I convince them that we got a problem, but at the same time, respect them? That's a really good question, Dave. And I think the last, what I like about the question is the last part is, is how do you tell them you have a problem, but at the same time you respect them? Cause that's always key. They need to walk away as leaders feeling like you respect who they are, but you want to implore to them that, Hey, we got to make a shift in our communication strategy. I think the best way for me to answer this question is to tell a story about how I had to approach that issue. Probably I would say about 18 months ago. And that was when I came on staff here at Brentwood Baptist. One of the things that when I came on staff was I identified our church website as probably one of our key, key communication points that was pretty weak. Now it wasn't weak in terms of how it was technically was built. It was fine. Uh, the search needed to be rebuilt. There were a few other things that I know that technically we had to do better, but for the most part, it worked just fine. However, our strategy for how we went about tackling the web and how we approached the web, that had to change. Our leadership, for the most part, knew we needed a new website, but strategy for them really wasn't at the top of things they had to identify that we had to do. For them, it was more about aesthetic, the design, the look, and the feel. That's what they thought needed to change. But I knew more than likely it was our strategy that we had to change. So how do you go about doing that? Well, first thing, what I did was I identified some hard numbers. Okay, so what I did was I had to give them some actual cold numbers of like, here are stats, here are, here's the reality. And then those stats would let me paint a picture. So for example, when I looked at the stats of our website, I saw the majority of the people who were coming to our website were looking for things like our times, our location, uh, when we meet, uh, in terms of what day of the week. Uh, they were also looking to how to contact us and they were looking for our staff. So that tells me right off the bat that a good portion of the people are probably first time visitors wanting to learn more about our church. I also ran that against Google analytics, which also told me we had a good portion of people coming to the website who are new visitors. So that told me an overwhelming majority of the people were coming to do new visitor type tasks. And they actually were new visitors because Google analytics would let me know that. So that tells me our website really should be geared from a strategy standpoint towards new visitors. Now, why wasn't it currently done like that? Well, if you've been in a communication world long enough in, in the church, you kind of know we have something called feature creep. And by feature creep, I mean something is built. It's your website, your bulletin, you name it, any communication piece. And the time slowly allows things to be added to it. 
in other words, you might add another button to the web page, another menu option, more graphics, uh, just little stuff time after time kind of just piles up. And before you know it, what you started out with and what you end up with 18 months down the road are two totally different things. The features, if you will, they, they creep up on what you've created. So what we had to do is we had to do what we do called zero base. That means like start with a blank sheet of paper, get everything out and rethink the web because feature creep would come in and we had all this additional stuff on our website that while at the time may have seemed like it was a good idea, the problem was it was a, it was the wrong strategy for what we needed for our church website. Because as I said before, the numbers are pointing to visitors and visitors are the people coming to our website. Okay. So how do I convince, how do I convince our church communication, uh, our church communication team members and our leadership that this this was a change that we needed to make? Well, as I said before, I grabbed some numbers and said, these are the numbers of people that are coming to our website and here's what they're doing. So I had first hard numbers. So there wasn't subjective. It wasn't an emotional. It was objectively speaking. Hey, here's, here's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with these numbers. These numbers are objective. These numbers don't lie. These are the numbers. The second thing I did was once I had the numbers, I began to paint a picture for them for what the web could be. So in other words, here's our current strategy, but let me show you what a strategy shift would look like. And so I went to, at that time, squarespace.com because Squarespace was the easiest thing to do for me. And I quickly mocked up what the web could look like. Now, once I started showing that to people, like this is what our web could be, the light bulb went off. Oh, this is what you mean by making it more visitor friendly, reducing the number of messages, reducing the menu options. All of a sudden, our website had a lot more clarity to it for what it was designed to do. Our strategy all of a sudden had this shift in it to where you knew this was for visitors and there was a clarity amongst everybody who saw it. So first thing I did was I got a really objective with the numbers. Two, I painted a picture of what could be. And by doing that, people instantly got what was going to happen. The third thing was I painted really specific steps that we were going to take to make this strategy work. Okay. And those for us, for this was for this website was creating a button called new here, making it very extremely visitor friendly, going in and cleaning out a lot of the stuff that was low hanging fruit that I knew people weren't clicking on this Google analytics told me that we, that wasn't happening. I took a lot of little tiny steps, but these were specific actions that I outlined. So I went with objective numbers. I created a vision for what it could be. And then I went in and said, here's the specific small action steps. Now, why did you get specific? I got specific because by having specific action steps, there wasn't this, wow, what are we going to do? Where do we start? I just started chipping away at it one by one, one by one. And by doing that, Nobody felt like we were taking this huge, massive shift. Rather, what they saw was they saw piece by piece why we're doing this. And it didn't feel like we were trying to, if you will, eat the elephant at one big bite. We just did it one piece at a time. Now, once you do all that, once we, once we, once we got the objective, we, we had objective numbers to look at, once we painted a clear picture, and then we outlined specific actions. The last step in that whole process was we had to build habits. In other words, we had to retrain people 
on how we approach and how we think the web. So now I had to communicate this across the board. So that required training and that required me doing about two days worth of training with a lot of administrative assistance because they were doing a lot of the work on the web. In other words, they were putting information in and that was retraining them to think about the web and how we approach the web, how we write copy for the web and how our strategy had shifted. So that building of the habits, which by the way, to this day, we're now five months into our new website. I can tell you we're still trying to build those habits. It's not been built overnight. It's something that's going to take a long time. And I know it's probably going to take another seven months, about a year to kind of really get those habits fully ingrained. Now, let me get to the last part of Dave's question because I think it's a really, really good one. And that was how do you do this while respecting them? So here's what I did. When I approached this problem, I let them know that what they previously had done was not bad that there were no villains here in this case, that while the strategy itself may not work, the people who put the strategy in or thought the strategy was the great case, that they're not bad people. What they did was just made a wrong decision. Okay. Now approaching that is you just have to be very delicate with that. And I have to also, I'll, I'll tell you, every leader is different. My senior pastor, I love him to death, but I can walk into his office and say, you're wrong. We should do it this way. And he can take it. There's other people that I work with that I have to have a more nuanced approach with. They're great leaders, but we just have to approach each of them differently and kind of play to their strengths. And that reminds me, one of the other things that I think what you can do to respect them is, is you got to figure out what they care about. Understand that every single leader you deal with has probably got a certain hot button issue. That's their, their, their that's their deep burning passion, whatever that is. Figure out what they care about, figure out what their passion is in terms of the church, what they really want to see communicated. And when you do that, they'll feel respected and they'll feel heard. You may disagree with them and you may go in a different direction, but at least they feel heard. Okay. So let me start from the beginning again. First off, I created an objective set of things that we got a objective numbers. Here's the cold, hard facts. Okay. Then once I have the cold, hard facts, I paint a vision for what could be. Once I clearly communicated the vision for what could be, then I create small specific action steps that we could take to get us to that big vision picture. And then once we do that, then we create habits by which we're going to continue to create that vision and maintain that vision in that new strategy that we've communicated. If you're looking for a great book on how to do this and how to communicate and how to actually make change happen in your organization, there's a great book by the Heath brothers called switch. And I'll put that in the show notes. And that's actually a lot where I take from, from where I took from how to change strategy and how to change things inside an organization. It's a really great book. They could walk through that process of building habits how do you make change with an organization and how do you make that change stick? Really great book. I recommend you read that. Well, Dave, thanks for your question. Hopefully answer your question. Well, if you've got additional questions, you can always add that in the comment section on the podcast on askdaryl.com. I'll have a comment section open and hopefully I can do my best to answer any of your questions in the comment section. If you have a question for me, go to askdaryl.com. And I'll do my best to answer the question, and hopefully we'll get to it here pretty soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to AskDaryl.com. Don't forget, if you've got questions, go online and submit them to AskDaryl.com.